0: All right, so today I want to talk about my first liver knockout ever in sparring. You knocked someone out. I did knock someone out. And knockout maybe creates the wrong impression for people that are not super versed in fighting. Basically, I kicked somebody in the liver in sparring, and that person collapsed on all fours and basically was not able to continue the sparring round. Did you ever get knocked out? No, uh, no, no. Uh, But I've also I have very limited sparring experience. To be uh, frank, here, like I have, I sparred quite a bit with a trainer in Palo Alto a long time ago, and he was super controlled. He was he took it way too easy on me, so there's just no chance I would get knocked out there. And I I've only had like real quote unquote real sparring meaning sparring with other people that don't know what they're doing that might be going too hard or might hit me in some way that could knock me out. I've only done that, I don't know, maybe 10 to 20 times, right? So I'm very inexperienced in sparring in general. I have very little experience in it. So no, I've never gotten knocked out. Um, I've maybe even gotten like, I've only gotten hit clean with like a strong body kick or a strong jab or punch, maybe five times in my life in sparring. So th- this is all to say that I, I'm, I'm a total beginner in sparring. I don't have that much mileage on it. So no, I've never gotten knocked, knocked out myself. Although this guy that I that I knocked down, maybe knocked out is the wrong way to, to frame it. The, the guy that I knocked down with a body kick He definitely tried um, a couple of times. I've sparked with him maybe three or four times before. (laughs) That is also why I would, why I even get any pleasure out of this and why Mm -hmm. I feel this is an interesting thing to talk about on the podcast. It's not, this is not going to be me bragging about being super tough or a killer because I'm not either of these things. I'm not even skilled. The reason why I bring this up and why it felt good was that there were a a couple of things that happened before the sparring that led up to this. So taking a few steps back, um, this is a guy that is much younger than me. He is uh, a bit shorter. He is very muscular, super bulky, super aggressive looking. And is overall a very, has a very aggressive attitude. And it seems like every gym has like a few of these people. And oftentimes when you do sparring in training, you want to go technical, you want to go light. You're not trying to knock somebody out. You're not trying to really hurt somebody. You're just trying to kind of practice some of those skills in semi-realistic scenarios, right? You're just trying to get loose, trying to get timing, just trying to get better at this. And so you're not going super hard, obviously. But this it seems like every gym has like one or two people, usually men, that don't get the memo that sparring should not be a real fight to death, right that are overly aggressive and go way too hard and i've I've heard about this for even a longer time than I've been sparring. I remember my my brother who was boxing for a long time. He would always come back and uh, that you know quite frequently be a complaint that. There was this asshole in boxing. I told him go light. He went super hard and knocked me down. I went up and I told him again light and he just kept pushing really hard. And like people are very frustrated with these, with these fighters. It's very frustrating because A, you're a bit afraid, right? You're just there, loosey goosey, trying to, you know, just test your skills. And then there's some, there's this person next to you that is in a almost real fight trying to knock your head off and you're not, prepared mentally for that. So it's a bit of a fear jolt. uh, When you get into that situation, usually you might get hit really hard again, because you're not prepared for it. And so it creates kind of a very uncomfortable environment. And and usually people react to this in, in you know, in a few different ways. A, maybe if you're a beginner, you don't come back to sparring, um, or back to training. You might ask that person, you might try to be even nicer and ask that person to please not do this. You're a beginner. Let's go light, please. And that usually has the opposite effect, right? When you encounter a bully, you tell that bully, I'm really, really weak. Please don't bully me. They just bully harder. I've never seen somebody that, that is out of control inspiring is goes way too hard, calm down instantly when somebody nicely asks them. Right? That's just not what happens. And then, And then the other thing is to try to then avoid them or ask, run to the trainer and ask them for help or intervention, which also typically leads to not such great results. Because, again, in martial arts, I don't know. I mean, I've not seen this a million times, but I would suggest or guess that the bully, if you go run to the quote unquote teacher, it's not going to make that bully respect you more. It's going to make that person think, well, look at this person you know, running away from me. Look at this weak. uh, individual. They're not going to really respect you or treat you any better. Yeah. And This isn't school and you're not six years old. It's going to be hard for you to hide from that person forever. So you're going to get it again and maybe even harder and, and or worse than the first time. So when I sparred with this guy, my very first uh, sparring with him, again, I was surprised because he went way harder than anybody else that I sparred with in that gym. And there were he would get into these flurries of just left, right, super hard hooks as if he's trying to knock me the fuck out. He's just like, rah, all aggression. Like, this is not, not, nothing, like my body language was like, ooh, we're just like, pop, up. I'm just touching you, you're touching me, we're just moving, we're just learning. And he was just like, rah, just like, I'm going to fucking kill this guy. So first time I got into a situation, I was, as I said, quite surprised with him. All I did was try to defend and I was a bit overwhelmed by the situation, just kept sparring with him, but I really didn't know exactly how to handle it. I didn't ask him to go light. I didn't. I just tried to like manage the situation. And then you go through these different rounds where you switch partners in sparring. So we just switched eventually and, and I didn't have to deal with him again. But I was surprised by it and it kind of stayed in my head. The next time I sparred with him, something else happened on top of that where you know, you usually have um, you have these uh, what are they called? I don't know the technical term, so I'm going to be you know just like basically protection for your nuts, right? I don't know uh, what they call. There's a more there's a more elegant term for it, and I didn't bring them with me. And uh, usually, when you're in sparring, you don't have maybe your mouth guard or some other protective um, tool on you. You tell your sparring partner so they know, so they're a bit more careful, right? Um, and i remember telling him hey i i forgot my whatever nut protection today and he looked at me and he, and he was like why don't you tell me if your nuts are not important to me that's not my fucking problem right super aggressive again it's not usually how you speak to people you're training with and again he went super hard and he would do um, a lot of kicks that could actually accidentally you know kick me in the nuts <laughs> he, <laughs>
1: It's like giving a, giving a shark like a little bit
0: of blood and telling you, yeah. well, you know what, calm down now. Use yeah. a little bit of blood, calm down now. Yeah, please don't bite me where I'm bleeding right now, right? It's like that kind of a thing. That didn't work. And I'm typically, and uh, this might be hard for people to believe that don't know me, but in training, I'm actually overly nice uh, to everybody. Uh, in I general, can confirm
1: that yeah. from experience. Like you're super, super careful not to hurt or injure or even like, like super respectful of boundaries. Yes, like in and, and emotional I, boundaries, where it's like if you have the feeling like you're sparring with someone and it's gonna be like, ah, oh, this is too much for this person. You're like, okay, take it back a notch.
0: Yeah, we've spar- we've trained together in Thailand, right? When we were traveling for two weeks and you went from Muay Thai training for the very first time. And I'm also there's a certain thing about me. Maybe we do an episode about this another time because it's an area I need to explore myself a bit more. Where when I'm in a new environment, I'm hyper. I'm not. I'm very engaged in trying to learn, but I'm actually, I'm diving back my confidence or my outgoingness level to zero. And I'm very kind of quiet, very respectful, kind of bowing, smiling at people. It's my way of like showing that, you know, entering a new environment, making people comfortable with me. And it's also my way of getting comfortable. Like I'm not walking into martial arts class when I'm a total beginner. I know nothing. And I'm just going to pretend that I'm some big shot because I'm successful or important or confident in other areas of life. This is a new area. I'm a white belt, quote-unquote. I'm coming in here. I'm bowing. I'm the new guy. I'm trying to be very, very respectful. And so, I'm always overly nice to everybody. He was also somebody that, in the beginning, I was very nice to. And he interpreted this as weakness, obviously. So, I went through these two or three sparring sessions with him through these experiences. And then I thought, all right, what do I do with this? This is interesting. Because I know that you know from... Other people that I've observed, I could now complain about this guy and get really upset or be really uh, freaked out every time I come to training. "Ah, Well, I have to train with this guy. This guy always goes too hard. This sucks. What should I do about it? He could make me uncomfortable. He He could become the bully in the classroom that makes my life hard, right? It was like, I don't want this shit. And I'm not going to avoid him, and I'm not going to stop going there because, uh, frankly, there's not that many other gyms I could go. And there's always going to be some bully in some gym. You can't, do, you cannot create a world where you're never going to have to deal with people like this. So, how do I deal with this? And, and honestly, this is not an idea I came up on my own. I, I, I'd love to claim that this was kind of an original idea that I had, but I've been consuming and studying and reading a lot of books about martial arts, boxing, Muay time You know, you you've you've seen me how kind of obsessed I've gotten recently with this topic. So I, I saw um, some person talking about training or something. And, and then I heard this, this fighter kind of bring up, what do you do when you want to go technical inspiring, and inspiring that somebody goes super hard? And they were like, well, the way to deal with this is if they go hard, you go hard back. And you shouldn't complain if they spaz out and go super hard because that's a way for you or an opportunity for you to learn how to deal and control these type of people. Fighting, you can't always go easy. Somebody might go hard or somebody might surprise you with something. There's a chance for you to learn, to grow, and to deal with that. And so I heard that and I was like, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Let me do this. I'm actually going to look forward to the next time I spar with him. I'm going to seek him out. So if there's an opportunity for sparring. I'm not going to go to somebody else first. I'm going to go and try to spar with him first. And let me escalate this. I could already tell some of his weaknesses in sparring. You know, he goes super hard. So he's slower. He's easier to read. There were a few things that I'm good at that he's not that good at. And I was like, you know what? Let me actually go as hard as I can for the first time ever. Let me actually escalate this. So instead of trying to de-escalate, I'm going to escalate going to do the thing, the typical thing of saying the bully is actually afraid. He doesn't want to fight with somebody that's strong and aggressive. He wants to fight with the weak people because he is a weak individual in this context. So let me actually, instead of trying to de-escalate the situation, let me escalate it. And let then him decide what he wants to do. If he goes hard, I'm going to go hard back and then I'm going to go light again. Signaling to him, motherfucker, if you want to go hard, we can go hard. But I'd rather go light, right? Leave up, leave the choice up to him, but match his aggression or outmatch his aggression. So funny enough, the moment I made that decision for the next two weeks of training, he wasn't there. He was probably on vacation or something. So every time in training, I was like, today's the day when he's there. I'm going to do this. And I was actually really looking forward to it to see what's going to happen. And I was a little disappointed. Every time in training, he wouldn't be there until yesterday where he was at training and I was like, dope. All right, let's fucking do this. I'm ready to learn this new experience. Maybe he's going to fuck me up. Maybe I'm... uh, Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe this is going to work or not, but I'm I'm interested in trying it out. So when there was time for sparring, I seeked him out. And I didn't instantly go aggressive. Right? I started again, quite light, easy, technical. And then he went into a flurry again of going hyper-aggressive. And I defended. And then I went really hard. And he didn't really hit me with anything but when i went hard i hit him a couple of times jab right really flush to the face bouncing his head back and i was i have to to admit that felt pretty good and my inner dialogue was like right motherfucker let's go let's go if you think you want to go all hard and this again this is a guy that's that if i saw him if you put me next to him you know in just our shorts and our fighting gear I would bank my money on him. He just looks way more muscular, super trained, super aggressive. He looks like somebody that could kill me, right? He looked much more aggressive and much more like capable than me. But because he's so aggressive, he's maybe not as thoughtful and he's much slower because he loads up on every punch he's giving everything. So if you're a bit looser, you can be a bit faster. So, anyways, so I hit him once or twice. He goes aggressive back, and now we're really wretched. We're escalating this. Like He goes really hard. I go really hard. And this is, for the first time, is a sparring situation that is close to a fight. Not really a fight, uh, far from it, but is much more of a realistic fighting situation that I've ever been in, in training.
1: How many people were in that uh, sparring session?
0: Uh, How many people were in the training session in general? It was actually a super small class. A few people showed up, so it was... Three, six, just seven people.
1: Okay. So while this escalated, were people like aware, and, or was everybody kind of busy with them with their own?
0: They, they were. We were all sparring. So people were sparring while we were sparring. So people weren't really aware. I think that the trainer was, but he didn't say anything. Uh huh. Right. And he has not ever. The, the, that trainer is a really cool, nice guy. But he's not like this guy is so aggressive all the time. I've never heard the trainer actually say something. Mm -hmm. which is funny because I'll get back to this in a second. So we escalate, we fight really hard and I'm actually getting the better of the exchanges and I'm feeling pretty good. And I can also, I can start sensing that he's gassing up. He's actually really, really tired. And as he's backing up, I'm pressing now, right? I'm like, all right, you're getting tired. Let's let me put in the next gear, and actually press you even harder. And in that situation, he made a certain movement. He tried a punch, he missed and I don't know why I could see that his left side was completely open. And I threw a hard left kick to his liver. And that was the, the shot that ended the spine because he collapsed on all fours. He like, couldn't breathe. If you hit the right spot in the liver, that can knock people, knock the air out of their body. And I've never landed that shot. I'm not going to claim that I actually thought I would land. It. Like it was, I was just hit, threw a kick. I didn't really intend to hit the liver or anything like that. It was a bit of a lucky shot. I saw that there was an opening. I threw a good kick, but I didn't intend for this to happen. But in the moment it happened, the moment he collapsed on all fours, I was, again, back to my very nice self. I went there. I asked him if he was okay. I apologized because that's not really the the intention is not to hurt each other in in sparring. So I apologized. I backed off. I, I let him kind of recover. And then our round was over and we switched partners and that was that, right? The funniest thing was, you know, once sparring was over, he went to the trainer and he asked the trainer a couple of questions Like, well, should I stand this way? That way, this guy really hit me hard and I like collapsed. He like tried to get advice because he was really kind of challenged with him being hit that hard or him experiencing getting a liver shot that really knocked him, knocked him out or knocked him down and the trainer didn't really respond that well to it and it was just like ah oh, yeah just protect yourself better just have better movement whatever whatever and then he left to go into the changing rooms and the trainer turned around to me and was like you know you know when you do sparring in the beginning you need to go light you know you don't have as much control over your power don't kick and don't punch with all your power just go much lighter and I thought it was a funny moment because in my own head, I'm like, motherfucker, that guy's going as hard as possible. I didn't do this because I don't have control. I know to go like I went hard because he went hard. But I didn't say of this. Again, this is the kind of scenario where did you did you ever like
1: experience that bully guy kind of knocking somebody down in the sparring
0: sessions? Um, I didn't. Again, I have not been in enough sparring sessions. I think, to really see everything that can happen. Uh, But uh, what I've heard and seen a lot of times, I mean, I saw my brother have like a huge black eye because a bully went really hard in sparring and and hit him really hard in the eye. I saw one guy actually just last week at night went again uh, against somebody in sparring that was much bigger, much more aggressive and that landed a ton of hard kicks and he had like all bruised up kicks. So I saw people having injuries and being like basically carrying the wounds of a hard sparring session with a bully. But I've not, myself, with own I've seen somebody get knocked down um, by a bully before, yeah. no.
1: I mean, the, so you were the guy who uh, knocked down somebody else. So it kind of makes
0: sense that the trainer was like telling you, right? Yeah, that's, that's fair. And also, it's the type of situation where I'm like, the trainer is not saying anything. There's some reason for this, right? And this is not the, mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. a gym is not the context for me not to complain, be like, but, but he did it first. Yeah. You exactly. Know, because, exactly. you know, that, that, that's not helpful in this situation. I just looked at him, nodded, and said, you're absolutely right. I'll try to do better. Yep. Makes total sense to me. And that's that, right? When I went back to the changing room, the funniest thing happened. And that was the moment that I got, that to honest, the, the knockdown, like I, i felt good that i did really good in this situation i've never really thought that hard inspiring. sparring it always feels good when you do well i felt good mm-hmm. doing well in this situation but it was not overly joy it was just like all right this just happened i was so in trading mode i didn't think about it too much the moment that i had a little bit of an endorphin kick because i planned this out in my own mind i thought through how do i deal with this guy and then i put in a plan. Okay, I'm going to escalate it, but then I'm going to be really nice and then I'm going to leave the choice up to this person how to deal with this. And I walked back into the changing room. It was like a beautiful little moment where the bully tried to become friends. Right? <laughs> it was so. It was such a cliche, but it still happened. Right? It's such a beautiful cliche. So I walk into the changing room. The guy looks at me. I look at him and I nod again, friendly, suggesting, you know, I'm a nice guy. And I start changing, and he's like, uh, how long have you been doing Muay Thai? <laughs> it's like, it's <laughs> almost like you're little kids, and the, the guy comes like, do you also like Power Rangers? <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to make conversation with you. So he's like, uh, so uh, how long have you been doing Muay Thai? And I'm like, well, you know, not that long, on and off, uh, now maybe for a year or so. And he's like, oh, really? Yeah. I was like, yeah, but I've done MMA for a while. I've done Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. On and off, I've been doing martial arts for like, I don't know, four years or so, but always taking breaks. I had the injury and this and that, and, and I'm changing camps quite a lot. But yeah, I've been training martial arts for, for a couple of years. He's like, oh, wow. He's like, how old are you? <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm 37. He's like, really? Wow, you, you're in incredible shape for 37. Wow, huh. Well, where, where did you train? And then he basically started started, oh, you were in the U.S., how long did you live there? Yeah, yeah. And the bully wants to be friends, right? And the bully makes compliments, mm. is super nice to me. And it was just such a beautiful moment because I was like, oh, wow, this plan really worked. Not mm. Again, not to say this would always work. I'm sure I could be in with a bully that would fuck me up in sparring and then be even worse and then would have to figure out how to deal with that. But...
1: But But I actually wanted to ask you, like, yeah, do you you think, like, if this would have ended the other way, where he would have kicked you down,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: do you think, but you would have kind of kept that spirit and kept like really escalating and showing, like, countering his aggression and not like throwing in the towel? Do you think that would be the thing that kind of gets him to
0: like, oh, this is a guy I should make friendship with, or do you think then he would be like? Yeah, that's a very good question. So here's my hypothesis, right? I don't know, obviously. But I think that the important thing is to show aggression and to not back off. So if he had knocked me down, and I thought about that, I got kicked really hard once, got a really hard body kick from somebody that maybe didn't land as well. So it didn't really knock me on my feet, but it made me not be able to breathe in for like two seconds in sparring. I got hit once hard. And my whole mentality was don't show it and just keep going, right? That's one of the things that I'm trying to learn in sparring, which is another thing I want to talk about on the podcast at some point, is like the mental side of sparring and training. And one thing I'm trying to train that I'm learning, studying kind of Muay Thai, especially uh, how the Thais do it, is this what they call Ning, is like being unperturbed. Like, never showing in your face that anything hurts you, that you're tired. Just no matter how hurt you are, no matter how exhausted you are, just never show Your face always should show, like, nothing is going on here. I could do this for hours, right? Their ties are amazing at this. Westerners are not good at this, right? When you watch uh, Westerners fight, they will either show hyperaggression in their face, ah, or they show when they're exhausted. We just show how we feel. And Thais are amazing. They just, you could never, as a Westerner, I can never tell what is going on with a Thai fighter. And, and that's something they train from child on. They, they Actually, it's a kind of a value that they nurture. So I'm trying, this is one of the things I try to do in, in training is no matter how tired I get, I try to get better at not showing it and being more quote-unquote big. So I think the important thing with him, if he had knocked me down on my feet, I know that in my mind, the number one thing I would have tried is to get back up on my feet as early as possible and even if I'm not capable to continue and continue moving forward, right? And I think that if I shown aggression, I keep moving forward, I keep throwing, I keep being aggressive no matter what he does, even if he hits me a bunch of times really, really well, my hypothesis is that that would have like made him take, like, take it down a notch because that would... Because no matter how good he is, if somebody, no matter how well you hit somebody, no matter how better you are, if somebody keeps coming forward, that's actually quite yeah. stressful, even to you, right? Because it tells you, what the fuck, no matter what I do, these guys keep coming forward. And it, it tenses you up and it creates this impression of there's a threat. There's a never-ending threat moving in my direction. Also a shit, no matter what I do, it's not like he, this person can take it. And then not, they're not affected by it. That's kind of an intimidating thing, right? That's maybe the Rocky Balboa. You can, you can, motherfucker. Yeah, this is. You can punch me in the face for thirty rounds, and I keep coming forward, smiling at you. That's kind of a scary, a scary person as well. So, so I think that if if I had just shown aggression and he could not do anything to slow me down, I think it would have had a similar effect. Maybe he wouldn't have asked me, "Oh, wait, did you train? You're so good." Maybe it would have been more like more of like a nod of respect, well, this guy's fucking tough, right? But it, I think it would have taken off me as a victim, like the victim dynamic would have changed. Because I think that for him, especially because I am so overly nice in training, for whatever reason, I think that he picked me as a victim, right? Oh, this guy's weak. Oh, this guy's like always bowing, smiling. This guy's a weak motherfucker. I'm going to fuck him up. And, and and that dynamic needed to change i needed to show him that no motherfucker i'm not weak right so i don't think that i needed to knock him down i don't think i needed to be better than him i just needed as he escalated the situation i need i think the important thing was for me to escalate it further than him showing him i'm willing to go there i have no problem going there and also like when he would when he would flurry even if it didn't hit me right i think once or twice he hit me not flush and not super clean but he hit me and the important thing was in the moment that he was disengaging i would move forward with quite an aggression again showing him this is nothing and i'm not afraid and like you going super hard it doesn't matter to me like it doesn't do anything to me i think that signals a certain level of strength that made would make him go all right maybe not this guy maybe i need to find another victim right or maybe in his mind, I don't even know what is going on in his mind. I, this is actually a guy that I think my interpretation of him is not that he's just an evil bully everywhere. My interpretation is that he is maybe not as self-aware. Maybe he comes to training with certain amounts of insecurity, certain amounts of problems, and he just wants to train really, really hard. And maybe he's really turned off by people that he thinks are going too slow or too soft. That's kind of my impression more on him rather than a being like an evil... I don't think he's a bad guy. I just think he was an asshole to me, right? And I think he would have kept being a, an asshole as long as I let him. So I had to stop him from being an asshole to me. And I think that that's the, the reason why I wanted to share this story on the podcast is not to brag about how awesome I am or anything like that, but it was more... This is more of a metaphor in life, right? And it's not just about him. I think that He can be a good metaphor for there's going to be people in life. It could be a competitor. It could be a coworker. It could be a boss. It could be your neighbor. Somebody that's going to be bullying you and being nice or showing... Like going nicer and nicer, the harsher somebody is to you, is not a way to deescalate. I've talked about this in sales. I don't know if we maybe we'll link this up to the show note if we can find it. But I've done videos on how to do deal with bullies in sales situations because I've done dealt with bullies many, many times. It's a prospect or potential customer. You're trying to sell to them, and they're overly aggressive. They're screaming. They're trying to put you down. They're telling you you're nothing. You're a piece of shit salesperson. They're really, really aggressive. Most salespeople react in one of two ways. right? They go overly aggressive back, or they go super submissive. And I have always been teaching salespeople, the way you deal with it is being completely, maybe I didn't realize this, is the, the way you deal with this to stay on the martial arts metaphor is you go name. you're not affected. When they scream, you go, all right, listen, first of all, you're not screaming when you talk to me, I demand respect. Second, I get that you're really upset, but this has nothing to do with me. And here's how we're going to move forward. Like you show confidence, but also calm. And if you're calm and confident when a prospect is screaming at you, what it does to them is suggest to them, this person is so dominant and so confident that when I scream, it doesn't affect them. And, and I've always learned that people that scream, the people that are the loudest, are the most afraid. There, there, there's no reason as a prospect, there's no reason for you to scream at somebody that's trying to sell you something on the phone. Except if you're really, really troubled, if you're really overwhelmed, if you're really stressed, and more importantly, if you're really afraid, if I let this person speak, he's going to make me buy things I don't want to buy. You're so insecure that this person's going to manipulate you. Your way to deal with this insecurity is to try to punch as hard as possible and push this person away. It's insecurity. It's not confidence. So the way to deal with insecurity is to show your confidence. Most salespeople... Are overwhelmed when they're in those, in those situations. the same thing here. When you deal with a bully, they escalate. You escalate, but you escalate calmly. I, I didn't flurry in sparring. I didn't just wave my hands ah, like crazy. I was technical. I was calm, but I was keep moving forward and keep aggressively hitting really hard when he would hit hard. He was just a little out of control. I had never lost my composure or my control in sparring. I didn't go nuts. I just went hard, right? And I went hard with confidence, keeping eye contact, showing them, yeah, let's fucking go. Let's do this. You go hard, I'll go harder, right? But I actually land because I'm not out of fucking control. So that is a metaphor for life. You're going to encounter bullies in all kinds of situations, you know, investors, board members, coworkers, co-founders, whoever it is. You can't go weak. You have to go confident to combat, And you can't run away from these people, you cannot hide from these people, and you cannot run for help. This is not how to deal with this. You cannot run to the teacher and be like, teacher, teacher, please help me with this. Like, this is not gonna, a teacher in the classroom dynamic is not in a situation to protect you at all times. Right? And also having a teacher that protects you, you're gonna go to another class or another school, boom, now you have a teacher that doesn't protect you all the time. You've not learned to deal with these people. So you're always relying now on your environment to step in and help you. You need to learn as a healthy and strong individual to deal with difficult people independently from the environment. And I recently also started thinking about this. This thought is not really fully developed yet. I'm still kind of marinating on it. But since this is a a form where I talk about things that are not as well formed, you know, in terms of the stories I tell or the tactics I share... One thing I've been thinking about um, is like where, you know, we're always talking about the external world, but the external world in many ways is just a reflection of the internal world and, and vice versa. So, so I started thinking are there scenarios where there's a bully inside my head? Are there scenarios where I have some voice or some part of my own personality that's out of control and that is bullying me and I'm like sub- kind of becoming a victim of that. And then is the reason that, you know, I or other people that were like, oh, I need the self-help book or I need um, this coping mechanism, sugar, uh, drugs, alcohol, distractions, television, whatever it is, the internet, my my phone, it, 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 are those kind of coping mechanisms of running away from a bully, uh, an internal bully, where the real way of dealing with it is escalation, right? Where because you're bullying yourself, you have to bully the bully. And I I thought about that a little bit on and off. And then I started thinking, is there a good example that I had where I had this strong, maybe inner voice, a strong inner way of thinking that is pushing me in a negative direction and that I don't know how to deal deal with. And I couldn't come up with a good example um, yesterday and today, But but it's something I'm thinking about and something I'm starting to observe to see if I can pick up something here. I feel like there's something there, but I don't yet have like a great example for it. Anyways, bullies. Can run from them, can hide from them, can't uh, ask other people to protect you. best way to deal with them is look them in the eye, smile and escalate and then give them a chance to decide that they don't like escalation with you. And they'd rather go and escalate with somebody else right? that doesn't meet their force with force. Um, And they might then come and want to be your friends. And the funny thing is also like my, my oldest son had this situation with a with a bully in school a while back and he did escalate and they became friends. But he's still afraid of this guy. Like once in a while, it still comes up as like we're friends now, but I don't know. And I shared this story of my sparring session with my wife at dinner with the kids. I was telling this "quote unquote" to my wife, but I was actually I was actually wanting my sons to hear the story. Mm-hmm. And then my my son himself obviously picked it up and was like, "Well, this is exactly uh, the thing I had with Embray in class." And da 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 da, and he like connected the dots of like, "Oh, Daddy went through the experience I went through, and what I did worked for him as well." Maybe my son didn't really know. What he was doing, he just fought with the kid and hit him in a spot that hurt the other kid. So the kid stopped, but he was like, oh, all right, I get it. But, but I do think uh, it's important when somebody overwhelms you, when you have a person in life, it doesn't matter what the context is, that overwhelms you. And this is what happened here. He did something that overwhelmed me at first. I was like, whoa, I how do I deal with this? What do I do? And there's like all kinds of motion creeps up fear this that you know, do i do i just tell him to go slow, or do i try to avoid sparring with him? like what do i do here that you take the time to really think this through and you don't let your emotions drive what you do you really try to think through a rational way how do i change the dynamic and what are kind of all the scenarios and then you go and execute on the plan proactively Right. And that was the I think that's the thing that I like most about this situation. That I thought about it for a couple of days. I set up a plan. I was ready to execute the plan. And then obviously I did it and it worked out well in my favor. That was the the nicest thing about that is that I didn't just push the situation away and every time I went to training, boom, now I'm overwhelmed again, I'm afraid. I'm let letting my emotions dictate what, what is happening. I'm letting him dictate what's happening. I got overwhelmed once, twice, and then I put together a plan, right? How do I deal with this? And I went in and I executed that, on that plan. And that felt pretty good. And to be honest, uh, hitting somebody in a good spot and having go on all force, especially somebody that was trying to keep, you know, or punch your head off, didn't feel that bad either. I was like, huh? Yesterday, I had an extra pep in my step. I have to admit, right? I Sometimes I hope I'm above uh, ego, but I wasn't. I was like, huh? a bad motherfucker. I knew I wasn't, but I was like, for today, I feel like a bad motherfucker. I'm sure the next sparring training, I'm going to get my ass handed to me just to keep my my ego in check. This is usually how it goes. Sometimes you're the hammer, and sometimes you're the nail. But uh, yesterday it felt pretty good, and uh, I thought I'd share the entire experience on this beautiful podcast.